Investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, trader. Chris Markowski is the watchdog on Wall Street. You want answers? Exposing the lies and myths that the big brokerage firms, the mainstream press, and the government are pushing to keep Americans away from financial freedom. You can't handle the truth. Bringing America the truth about what really happens in the financial world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not here to indulge in fantasy, but in political and economic reality. This is the Watchdog on Wall Street. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome. Yes, it is the uh, Watchdog on Wall Street show. And um, yeah, let me let me tell you a little bit about my my experiences over the past week, week and a half. Yeah, I went on a recon mission. That's right. The Watchdog went recon. Um, one of the things that um, we do here on the program is we dispel the narratives, the lies, what you're not being told. I, I talked about here on the program, let everybody know that um, what you're hearing about New York City is not true. It's 10 times worse. You can't even imagine it in your mind at just how bad the city is. And again, the media is not covering it. They're not. So I, I, I wanted to check out. I, um, again, I have family. My office is uh, down in Florida, and my mom and my dad and my brothers and tons of friends down there. So we went to, I took the family. Um, I uh, defied Divide the stay home, stay safe. No, I, I decided not to stay home, but we were safe. And, and flew down to Florida and uh, enjoyed the Christmas holiday with my family and friends. And I, again, I took a look around. Um, to get, try to understand and get inside my mind. Um, constantly observing everything. I try to pick up everything I can. And I, I've talked about this on the program to have in, in life. You want to have this great curiosity. Now I have a great curiosity about business and the world around us, nature and all that stuff. I do too, but I'm not Leonardo da Vinci in that sense. And I talked about uh, Leonardo da Vinci in one of his little codexes. He, he wrote himself a, uh, a note. He says, describe the tongue of a woodpecker. Now who thinks of something like that? Well, Da Vinci does, but I, I take a look at business and the world around us, and I try to make sense out of things. And, and over the years, as my longtime listeners know, 20 years on air prior to that, we have managed to call everything. We told you about the dot-com collapse. We warned you about Enron and a myriad of companies back then. If you'd listened to us, you would have known that the real estate market was going to collapse. No, we didn't know we were going to get hit with a pandemic, but we told you how to handle it with your portfolio and you came out just fine. I'm able to see through the nonsense. Bernie Madoff, you name it. We knew about it. And we told you about it. So I, I, I wanted to see for myself what was taking place down and i like to call it the free state of florida and I, my my initial stay was in the tampa 
Bay Area and um, had a wonderful time. Had a wonderful time. Went out, phenomenal restaurants. Restaurants are at full capacity. Now, the, the mainstream media wants you to think that, oh, it's a wild west down there and they're just irresponsible. No, no. Well, whether you believe in them or not, every establishment that I went into required asked you to wear a mask when you came in and until you sit down. Basically, the same mask rules that we have here in New York. However, the restaurant was full. Full capacity. None of this 25% capacity crap. The restaurants were full. It was alive. It was alive. It was not depressed by any stretch of the imagination. And it was interesting. I, I happened to see the number one area in the country for hotel occupancy was the Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg area. Now, that's one part about it. Uh, decided to go two days. Because again, I'm with my kids and they were with their cousins and we went to Orlando for two days. Went to Orlando for two days and the kids wanted to go to Universal Studios. They haven't been there in five, six years when they were younger and they, they went with their cousins for the day and we stayed two nights at a um, major hotel in Orlando that's attached to another major hotel. Beautiful property. Absolutely gorgeous. Dead. When, when, I, when I'm talking, I, I walked in there, I'm like, there's nobody here. The golf course attached to the property, championship golf course, actually held a Ryder Cup there at one point in time. No golfers. Now, granted, we, we got some bad weather in the sense that it was pretty cold for Florida. But it was empty. In fact, between... The two hotels, there's the, the JW and then there's the Ritz. There's this long, long, you could, they're attached. And there's nothing but ballrooms and conference centers. And I walked between the two hotels. And you know what it felt like? I felt like, uh, you know what, I, I needed a big wheel, like Danny Torrance in The Shining. That, that's what it felt like. I was going to say, oh, I'm going to see two little girls there, ghost girls pop up. But, yeah, it was, it was like that, immaculate perfect, the little Muzak playing in the background, but nothing. And again, I observe. And what I see, like Neo in the Matrix, rather than seeing code, I see dollar signs going by in the sense that money is being, it's, it's being wasted. I, I can't even imagine the amount of money that these properties are losing over the course of a day. It's astronomical. And that's just that's just two properties. I mean, there's so many of them within the area. I drove around. Drove around. Empty here. Empty there. Conference center. It's Orlando. It's that's a huge business for them there. I asked my kids. I said I dropped them off at Universal. I call, I made a point. I called my son. Around 12.30, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I said, how's it going? He said, fine, Dad, we're having lunch right now. I said, how was it, getting on the rides? He said, it was fine. There was no lines at all there in the morning. It, was, it was, wasn't bad at all. I said, wow, Christmas is usually the busiest time of the year. Later on in the day, he said that the lines were long. 
which told me that, guess what? It was Florida residents with season passes that were coming at the end of the day. So that, that's, again, that's Orlando. At least they're open. Restaurants at night, maybe 25 to 50% full. So why, why am I telling you this about my recon mission and what I'm seeing? Well, it, it kind of plays into what we see happening next. I, I, and I, I've talked about this. This is, it, we're going to be heading into a, a difficult time. Whether you want to believe it or not, again, you got to think about all of all of the, the myriad of businesses that are attached to just those businesses. And just try to you know get your arms around something like that, and then you got to also understand that this is the real estate business, a hotel business. This is a highly leveraged business, meaning that they have to make payments. They have to pay a mortgage. They have to keep whether the heat on when it's cold in Florida or the air conditioning on when it gets warm. They have to take care of that golf course that nobody's on. It's going to take a lot to come back from that. And I, I just I want people to fully understand this. But we, we've guided you through this. This is what we do. Okay, it's part of our personal CFO program and what we do here on the radio. We got you through this past year. You listened to us. You wouldn't have lost your shirts. You wouldn't have freaked out when the markets corrected. You would have been just fine. But you have to be well aware that there is some rough terrain ahead. There's make no bones about it. I mean, there is money that again, I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know if we're going to bail out this entire industry. They're going to they're going to pull another bailout. And again, you also have to take a look at the arguments that are being made. Back when we bailed out the automakers and then the banks. I talked about the issue with this, that the automakers should have never been bailed out. The automakers were in trouble because they screwed up. Again, we were told, George W. Bush, Republican, and Barack Obama. Oh, this is, we have to do this, we have to mandate them, we have to step in, and Obama comes in, and he blows out the bondholders. No, no, it shouldn't have worked that way. They should have went under because they screwed up. The banks The banks should have been put into receivership and taken apart. I'll get into that a little bit later. Instead, they were bailed out via investment. Oh, I know the taxpayers got their money back, but you know what also the taxpayers got? Too big to fail. Omnipotent banks. Now, if you're in the hotel and restaurant industry, if you're Vegas... Yeah, I, I, family, friends, one of my, my, my daughter's godfather runs hospitals in Nevada and California, was with us on, on Christmas Eve. I'm speaking with him. Yeah, he's like, I, Las Vegas Strip, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. He's showing me pictures of him riding his bike right down the middle of the, the strip. I, I mean, 
these, these businesses were shut down and they're dying and it's not their fault. It's due to government. Now, we're talking about all sorts of bailouts now. Where is the money going to come from to fix this? There's the, uh, say, remember they used to say the million dollar question? No, 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 no. This is the multi-trillion dollar question. Well, we're going to get in uh, to this a little bit further. We're going to talk about how you go about playing it, how you go about handling your portfolio, because, yeah, some rough train ahead. But we've dealt with it before. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Watchdog on Wall Street Show. But I do invite you, if you're not not a part of um, our family yet, you will be. You will be after, you know, listening long enough and paying attention get to our website sign up for our personal cfo program there's nothing like it nothing like that we help everyone out from managing their money their taxes legal you name it our personal cfo program sign up for it right now at our website watchdog on wallstreet.com we've got a myriad of other things there as well take advantage of everything that we have that's watchdog on wallstreet.com our 24-hour day help hotline 800-471-5984 that's 800-471-5984 don't go anywhere the watchdog will be back You should believe in math, not magic. You're listening to The Watchdog on Wall Street with Chris Markowski. Yeah, New Year's. Everybody talks about uh, this time of year. What is your your New Year's resolution? Um, I I don't make New Year's resolutions. I don't. I don't. Um, I, I believe that if you want to make a change in your life, uh, no better time than the president. You, you, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to wait until January first to make that change. I, I, and I'm being honest. I, I think people who decide that they're going to make some sort of New Year's resolution on January first, they're kidding themselves. And, and you could take a look at the every year, the people that sign up for the gym, and the gyms are always packed. Back when I, I used to go to the gym, and now, thank God, before COVID, set it up in, in my home, giving my kids and myself something to do. But, um, yeah, the gyms would be packed January into, you know, February, maybe the middle of February, maybe the end, and then just peter off. People would stop coming. It's an excuse. I'm being honest people here i don't buy i'm gonna offend oh, i make new year's no 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 if you want to change something about yourself do it today do it today don't don't wait till oh i'm gonna start saving more money and put together my financial plan and get my house and i'm gonna wait till january 1st no no you do it today today you don't wait anyway it's again, it's that time of year where um, the idiots on the business networks out there roll out their boilerplate pieces every year. It's, it's again, it's like they have a, a template set up. 
Oh, gee, look at this. It's the end of December, early January. Oh, how to improve your finances in 2021. Top stock picks for 2021. Financial resolutions. Uh-huh. All these uh, wizards of smart taken to the airwaves with their brilliant insights. Brilliant insights on how you can get rich in 2021. It is a crock. It's a crock. Listen, I, I understand, and especially in today's day and age, with social media and clickbait, they want you clicking on this stuff. They want to sell you something. There's no reliable list of hot stocks or funds. There is no quick and easy way to turn oneself into a multi-multi-millionaire. Every, I, I, I think every program, probably, I, I don't know, may, maybe I've missed one or two over the past 20 years, plus, I've mentioned at one point in time during my show that everything and anything in life that has worth, that has value, that has meaning, involves work, time, and effort. There's no exception to that. And if you get that in your head, you won't get duped. You won't get ripped off. You'll build over time. You'll make it, you'll make savings and your life a process. A process. Not so much a plan, but a process where, again, like I said earlier, we're going to be dealing with difficult terrain moving forward based upon what I'm seeing. Based upon what I'm seeing and what I know of history. I'm talking history going back thousands of years when it comes to money. You'll be able to deal with it. We've talked about here on the program about finding the best safe yields you can find. High-quality companies paying dividends, compound interest. Einstein said compounding interest is the greatest invention of mankind. Why? It allows for the reliable, systematic accumulation of wealth. Benjamin Franklin called compounding the eighth wonder of the world. You know, Ben Franklin put $4,500 of his money to be loaned out at interest for 200 years. 200 years. It totaled $5 million and was distributed to the city of Boston in 1993. Now, I'm not kidding. You, this is what we do. This is what we, we, we cut and trim portfolios, taking advantage where you warehouse profits into high quality securities with the best safe yields you can find. Most people fail to, uh, they, they don't understand that the bulk of all stock market returns actually comes from the payment and reinvestment of dividends. No, no, no. It's not, it, I get it, it's not as exciting as, as trading penny stocks and going in and out of Bitcoin or whatever it may be. Hey, listen. Listen, we get involved in some of that, you know, that, that stocks that go up too, but we take profits along the way. 
This this is people. This is how you also manage risk. Again, get 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 the process done the right way. Get to our website, sign up our personal CFO program along with a myriad of other things. Watchdog on wallstreet.com. It's one word, watchdog on wallstreet.com or give us a call 800 800- 471-5984. That number again, 800-471-5984. Chris Markowski is the watchdog on Wall Street. <laughs> Bringing America financial freedom one listener at a time. You're listening to The Watchdog on Wall Street with Chris Markowski. Actually, uh, I, I like this. Ever, ever, you know, you're familiar with Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank? I, I, I get a kick out of that guy. I, I, he, he's quite the character. He really is. Um, he came out this past week. He was, he was being interviewed. And um, I, I don't know if he's been listening to my program over the years. But it was basically a watchdog on Wall Street echo chamber piece when he was talking about the um, issue that more than 100 million Americans of working age don't have any uh, any real retirement or any real sort of process or plan for the future. Nothing. Nothing. And he called for um, teaching Financial education, we need to step up financial education in schools, needs to be a requirement to graduate. This is something I've been pushing for for over 25 years. Florida's actually done it. The free state of Florida's actually put it into their curriculum. But again, you would think that you're going to school, you might want to graduate and understand compounding interest. You want to understand the stock market and understand mortgages. It's amazing to me that they don't put that into schools. But again, I, I, I go back to when I first, first went to college and you had all of the credit card companies in the student union there trying to get you to sign up for their credit cards. Hey, get a free T-shirt. Sign up for our credit card. Most of the kids, they're not having any comprehension of what's going to happen and interest payments. But anyway, anyway, in regards to putting money away, in regards to building for the future, in regards to the market, I'm going to go to, you know, we talked about some, ah, you know, some, some bright people there, right? Albert Einstein. Benjamin Franklin. I want to talk about somebody that uh, made a point in a movie, Gordon Gecko. Don't be a loser. Remember when Gordon Gecko told Bud Fox, I don't like losses, sport. Nothing ruins my day more than losses. Now, it's again, I'm not trying to be master of the win the master of the obvious award here today. But but if you if you treat if you treat your portfolio like a casino, you're eventually going to lose. No exceptions. No exceptions. Again, well, why, why do you think all of these discount houses out there don't 
put out how well their clients are doing and how well their trade, how well everybody's doing there at TD Ameritrade and E-Trade and Robinhood and all these places. Wait, oh yeah, they'll, they'll run commercials on TV talking about, hey, you can, you can look at our YouTube videos to see what an iron condor trading strategy is. Talk about people that are actually making money. No, no, no. Those are actors and actresses. You do understand. I ever see it, the disclaimers. I've seen some of the commercials lately, and you see at the really quickly, you have to pause it in fine print. None of these people are real. They're all actors and actresses. Mark Twain stated in 1873, October, this is one of the peculiarly dangerous months to speculate in stocks. The others, July, January, September, April, November, May, March, June, December, August, and February. He went on the next year to write The Gilded Age, which went off their, uh, uh, all the investment crooks, politicians, and media liars. Again, it's Mark Twain, 1873. I'm doing the same damn thing today. The more things change, the more they stay the same. We have said again and again and again on this program, the, the world's second oldest profession is get rich quick con artist. Get rich quick con artists, the world's second oldest profession. And I ain't kidding. I got the numbers to back it up, and I'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. Listen, people, um, we, we've seen a lot over the years. We have. We've seen a lot. And, and like I said, go back and you can take a look at what we've called. But... Our process and what we do, what we do. No, it's, again, we're not going to get you rich quick. We're not. We're not. We're not. It's not going to happen. It's funny today, that past week, the SEC puts out another warning to investors talking about the prevalence of Ponzi schemes and high-yield CDs and all this crap that's going on. Gee, thanks, SEC. How about you put them out of business before they rip people off? They don't do that. They come in after you've been ripped off. You see, if you listen to this program and what we do and how we go about handling things and you participate, you won't be. You won't. Everything in life that has meaning, value, and worth involves work, time, and effort. Got to take a break. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Again, ah, man, just getting warmed up today. We got to talk about inflation. I got to get into some of those numbers. Talking about um, compilation, the, the fines that the big brokerage firms have paid out over the past 20 years. It's going to blow your mind away. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Again, become a part of our family. Our 24-hour day help hotline, 800 471 5984. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Taking Wall Street's liars, crooks, and cheats out behind the woodshed. You're listening to the Watchdog on Wall Street. Yeah, um, and uh, I got this uh, this past week from one of the um, 
well, another Wall Street moron. Uh, UBS's chief economist came out and said that there is no inflation. Consumers are just imagining it. That's right, people. That's right. We're all a bunch of morons. We can't see how much we're paying at the grocery store. No, no, we, we don't see our own bills. We haven't seen inflation in health care and higher education and food and cars and everyday items. No, 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 no. We're just all imagining it. This is according to Wall Street. UBS, it's according to Jay Powell at the Fed, and all the powers that be in Washington, D.C. We're just a bunch of idiots out there. You know, people, um, again, I, I mentioned trying to find the best safe yields you can find. It's not easy. It, it, it hasn't been easy now for a couple of decades, quite frankly. Really hasn't. It hasn't been easy for a couple of decades. I mentioned here on the program, when the dot-com collapse happened, 10-year treasuries were around 6, 6.5%. Six to 6.5%. Right now, again, 15% of all global bonds have a yield above 2%. Only 15%. Only 10% have a yield above 3%. Now, again, again, I, I've used this uh, sub-reference in the past because it makes sense to me. There's a Tom Hanks character in the movie Big sitting down at, at some meeting of the bigwigs in regards to a new toy they want to release. And again, Tom Hanks' character, he's an adult. He's a little boy trapped in an adult body. He raises his hands and he says, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get this. I, I don't get how Portuguese bonds and 2013 were at 18% and they're negative now. And when I don't get something, I get concerned. I didn't get it. I wrote the same thing in my column, Understanding Enron. I wrote the same, uh, 1999, understand. I'm like, I don't get this company. I don't understand how it's making money. They keep telling me this is the greatest thing out there. Fortune Magazine, all of Wall Street. I'm like, I don't get it. I didn't get how all these dot-com companies with no, er no earnings, what's, how are they going to, I don't get it. When you don't get something, what doesn't make sense to you, you avoid it and you proceed with caution. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. I'll do a little bit more on inflation when we get back and how we're being lied to and how we go about handling it. Watchdog on WallStreet.com or give us a call 800-471-5984. We'll be back. You're listening to The Watchdog on Wall Street. This is The Watchdog on Wall Street. 
we, we've talked about uh, inflation and how it, it cuts into what you save and how much more difficult it is today. Uh, again, I'm not going to lie to you. It's much, much more difficult. My job, what we do for our clients has gotten much, much harder trying to find the best safe yields out there. And we, we've put together portfolios. We utilize preferred stocks, high-quality companies that are paying dividends. They almost act as bonds in our portfolios now. Are you going to go out? You're going to go out and buy government bonds? Why? That's like saying, hey, you know what? I might as well start a bonfire in my backyard and start lighting cash on fire. You're losing. Do you understand? You're losing. And, and all of these <laughs> sovereign nations, they, they know the rules. They, they know insurance companies and banks have to buy these bonds, and they'll have their central banks buy the thing up. It is a racket. And I avoid rackets. But it, it's just the constant lying and, and how people just accept it. There's no inflation out there, and the Fed is going to keep rate steady for next year because there's nothing out there. Are you out of your mind? I, I had this sent to me by one of our um, our listeners. And I've taught, I mentioned cars before in the past, but the, the average transaction price for a new car, $38,000. It was $29,000 a decade ago. And I, 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 I got curious. I said, geez, what are the, the 10 cheapest cars for 2020? And, and the cheapest one was around $15,000. And it was one of those tiny little econo boxes that I, if I, I could probably squat it. You put it on a squat rack, I could probably squat the car. Right? I, I'm not going to get in a car like that and get on the Long Island Expressway or I-95 or I-75. It doesn't make any difference. Nor would I ever let my kids get into one of those things. They have bicycles now with fatter tires than those cars. I mean, you check out to see what price of a pickup truck is. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no inflation out there. Anybody? No, not at all. Again, this is a part of the problem. It's harder and harder for people to get ahead. It is. And this is part of what we do as well. Where you can go about finding ways, saving money, opening up a second business, utilizing the tax code so much, you maybe be able to get a few more write-offs so you can put more money away. It is hard. It, everything. From your kid's soccer cleats to his shin guards to a lacrosse stick I mean, right on through, you take a look at the price. of everything. It's, it's amazing to me. I, I mentioned lacrosse a long time ago. I'm a lacrosse junkie. A girl's lacrosse thing. I had my daughter a girl's day. She wanted a new one. It was over $200. It's over $200. That's what they cost. But no, 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 no. No inflation out there at all. None. Anyway, um, again. My long-time listeners know this. I know I'm a little bit riled up and rambunctious today, but uh, back when we first started the program, and I actually I pulled out some of the recordings I did. Whew. Whew. Did I? Was I? 
Oof, did I yell. I, I've toned it. I, I kid you not. I have toned it down. Um, I started off with a, a one-hour program, and we were primarily going after fraud and scams. And again, you got you to gotta take a look at when we started the program. This is, you know, turn of the century, end of the dot-coms. That's when I started. Prior to that, I was doing nothing but guest appearances on radio shows all across the country, and I was the whipping boy. That was the guy to go on there and say, listen, this whole dot-com thing is going to fall apart. No, Markowski, it's a new paradigm, and earnings don't matter anymore. I'm like, yes, they do. But anyway, started the program, and I started going after trying to help people out to avoid being ripped off and scammed. And I, I basically explained that... You know, we got crooks out there. You got the boiler room operators. Everybody's seen the wolf on Wall Street, Martin Scorsese movie, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, it was small potatoes. Evil. Evil as evil could be. And that's one of the things that bothered me about that movie is that Scorsese didn't portray him as the evil person that he was. But why don't we take a look? <laughs> Why don't we take a look at the big investment banks, shall we? We've told you from the get-go, they're the bad guys. And you know what? They're omnipotent. I remember, listen, if you were, you know, if you had an ethical bypass at birth and you were a criminal mind, my suggestion is to go to a, you know, do well in school, go to a very, very good college and university and get a job on Wall Street. You want to know that the fines the fines that the big banks have paid for the past 20 years since I started this radio show, $195 billion. Think about that for a second. $195 billion in fines. You know what that is? A cost of doing business. That's it. It's a cost. Could you imagine... And it, it, you know what? They're getting worse instead of better. There were 85 major, this is not like little things, 85 major legal complaints against the big brokerage firms and banks between 2000 and 2008. Between 2008 and 2012, that number was 110. Since 2012, there's been 204. These are, these are major, major. This is not the little stuff and brokers ripping it. This is major stuff. JP Morgan has pleaded guilty to three separate criminal charges for egregious criminal conduct. Anybody go to jail? Nah. They don't. They, they end up getting a job in Washington, D.C. eventually. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Work with us. Not them. We'll be back. Chris Markowski is the watchdog on Wall Street. Well-known author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, trader. Chris Markowski is the watchdog on Wall Street. You want answers? 
exposing the lies and myths that the big brokerage firms, the mainstream press, and the government are pushing to keep Americans away from financial freedom. You can't handle the truth. Bringing America the truth about what really happens in the financial world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not here to indulge in fantasy, but in political and economic reality. This is the Watchdog on Wall Street. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to go through this again. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this again. I, I don't know if I've made myself perfectly clear. I, I obviously haven't made myself perfectly clear over the years. You want to know how I know why? Um, people, people will send me emails. They'll call us. They'll sign up for our personal CFO program. They'll come on over, and I said, yeah, I've been listening to you for years. And then they, they finally, finally get it. Do you understand that um, I'd say 99% of the business that comes into our firm, these are people transferring their accounts out of the big banks, out of the big brokerage firms? Yeah, I, I, I see storage this past week. I said, oh, yeah, well, a group of... Advisors is moving over from Merrill Lynch to Wells Fargo, or a group of advisors moving Wells Fargo over to JP. They're all the same outfit. They they are not there to put your interests first. They're not. They're publicly traded companies. In my business, my business is it's a profession. It's a profession. It's like a being a doctor, an accountant, a lawyer. You're managing somebody's money. I shouldn't be be beholden to shareholders. How many times I've been approached? Hey, you should take you should take Markowski Investments and your business public, and you can go out and you can expand and you can buy offices. You can do all these things. Um, no, no, because I. I I, I cannot serve, no one can serve two masters. It's not right. And, and I have a stack. And I, I used to go over these things, like I said, a hell of a lot more here on the program. Merrill Lynch broker rips this one off. This broker works. Those are all, like I said, small stories that happen all the time. And again, you'll get independent advisors that get caught of the same thing. But but you need again. Why why would you work? Why would you work with a company that has defrauded the American people like these big banks have over the years? Why why would you work with companies that knowingly, knowingly packaged crappy mortgages together, knowingly knowing that they were garbage, sold them to people, made money selling them, then turned around? and shorted those securities, meaning that they knew that they were going to go down, and made money when they imploded. I mean, in essence, that's the same thing as hiring a pedophile to watch your kids. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Why are you working with these entities? They're rotten to the core. A hundred and ninety-five billion dollars in fines 
since 2000. How many fines I've paid since 2000? We've paid at Markowski Investments? Zero. Zero. And again, these are, these are criminal, these are criminal acts. And because these big banks cut nice big checks to both Republicans and Democrats, nothing bad is going to happen. Again, to some of our newer listeners out there, there is the concept, again, we brought this up a decade and a half before Donald Trump. Swamp, no, no, we call it the watchdog on Wall Street axis of evil. Big business, politicians, and the mainstream media. You know how many people that I have? A couple town, this couple towns over from where I live here on Long Island, Lloyd's Harbor. You know how many multi, multi, multi millionaire Lehman Brothers guys lived over there? What, 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 you think that, you think that they lost money? The people running the show? You, you know what Dick Fold is? Remember Dick Fold from Lehman Brothers, the guy ran he, he's run, actually, he's running a, another brokerage firm. John Corzine, former senator, New Jersey, governor, New Jersey, former head of Goldman Sachs, blew up MF Global. Huge commodity trading firm. Hurt countless farmers all across the Midwest. Yeah, he's running a hedge fund now. It doesn't matter what they do. They're never going to get in any trouble. Hey, Bernie Madoff made the news. Bernie Madoff, as big as that scam was, is small potatoes compared to the big firms. It, it, it can't even compare. Nothing is, is going to change. And I, I said this, I said this before they really became too big to fail. I, I said this back when Elliot Spitzer was saying he was the, the he was the new he was the watchdog on Wall Street. He was going after the big firms, which he didn't. He collected money from the big firms so he could run for governor, which he won in the state of New York. There's been no crackdown. Nothing changed then. When that, this was all happened, this is 2001, two, three. I, I'm, you can't. The only way you're going to stop this is by not doing business with these criminals. That's it. And the best way I can describe it is, is if there is a restaurant in your town, that's awful. That's awful. Bad service, bad food, not clean. Awful all around. But that restaurant is busy all the time. Because all the people out there continue to go to it. Is there any incentive for them to change? Nope. Nope, I saw this past week. Oh, all sorts of fanfare on CNBC. Oh, look at this. Goldman Sachs is now opening a money management business for the masses. Are, are you kidding me? Are, are you nuts? Are you going to let Charles Manson out of prison and he's going to run, a, I don't know, an old age home or something like that? But no, 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 much fanfare. Do, do, do you think, do you think that the, um, the journalists, okay, quote, unquote, journalists on CNBC 
or Fox Business or any of the old oh, big business. Do you think that they're, they're going to ask Jamie Dimon about all the fines that J.P. Morgan has paid over the past 20 years? No way. Oh, they'll do puff pieces about how he had his uh, brush with problems with his health and make him out to be a sympathetic character. Wait, but do you think that they're going to talk about all of the evil that's been coming out of his firm and the many others that are out there? Hell no. Not going to happen. And you need to understand, guys, I've been doing this for a long time. It, it takes a, um, I, I was there. I was there. I was, I was worked there. I was on. I understood how this stuff operated and the mentality of these people. And I hated it. And that's why we left. That's why my brothers and I left to do something different because we couldn't stand it. When you worship money, okay, money, talk about money being the, the root of all evil. No, 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 no. Love of money is the root of all evil. Money is money. Money, you could go, you could go buy opiates or heroin with it, but you can also use money to put a wing on a hospital. But when everything is driven just towards that, and you will, you will break every, every rule that you, you have no ethics whatsoever just to achieve that, just so you can make that quarter's numbers. That's a problem. To me, that's not capitalism. Capitalism is a beautiful thing. Capitalism is two people sitting down at a table. Both can walk away from the table happy. But we don't have that now in this country. We have pure, you know, we have pure capitalism on a local level. Small businesses interacting with one another. You got two different Americas. Okay, don't tell me our banks are capitalist. They can't be. They can't fail. They can't fail. They're so so how is this capitalism? Capitalism, you get listen, somebody builds a better mousetrap, guess what? You're gone. Anybody think well look, you think about well, well, Wells Fargo. I mean, forging documents, systematic forging of documents and ripping people off all over the country. Now, do you think a if a small bank did that somewhere, do you think that they'd be around today? Hell no. Oh, yeah, we took uh, $10 million away from their CEO's $100 million plus pay package. You gotta see how these people rise to the top. These are not innovators. They didn't develop these companies. They're ladder climbers. And in order to climb the ladder, in many of these companies, in particular on Wall Street, you got to climb the ladder and you got to stab the people on the back, in the back, when you're climbing that ladder. It's not about merit. They're not morals. And that's the problem. Again, I, I haven't gone off on a rant like this in a while, so I, I think I was due. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a break. Take a break right here. I'm going to catch... Uh, my breath, and we're going to get back and talk about the stimulus package, give you my take on this, and man, oh man, did I get some, whew, I got some nasty messages and emails from people around the country, and we're going to discuss that. 
Watchdog on WallStreet.com is our website again. Become a part of the Watchdog on Wall Street family. That's Watchdog on WallStreet.com or give us a call. 800 471 5984 or 24 hour day help hotline. That's 800 471 5984. We'll be back. Shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. The only man who is taking on the Wall Street establishment. You're listening to The Watchdog and Wall Street with Chris Markowski. All right. I, uh, I took a break, uh, for you know a few days uh with the podcast and, and again it's all my uh listeners out there we also do kind of we got the the three hour weekend uh program i do a a podcast daily and um you sign up for it get to our website and sign up for it there it's on all of the platforms uh so you can you can grab it on itunes or a myriad of other places and I, I i do my darndest to try to condense everything into a half an hour 45 minutes some important stories of the day. Things that, and it's a different look at these stories than you're getting from the mainstream media. A much, much different look. And I guess I, I know I'm, I'm doing my job when I get hate messages and emails from both the left and the right around the country. Now, I'm going to say this. I've said it a million times to say it again. I'm an equal opportunity basher. I am. I will give credit where credit is due, and I will go after nonsense that doesn't make any sense to me. That's my job. I, I am. I'm not going to. I don't fall in love with politicians and follow them blindly. That's stupid quite frankly. And, and over the past um, four years under Donald Trump, I've given him a ton of credit for, for many of the things that he is instituted. And I've been honest when it has come to things that I thought he did an okay job, like the tax reform that was okay. I gave it a C plus, B minus grade. It could have been much, much better. But, you know, what we're seeing right now Okay, and I'm talking about this stimulus package. Boy, I, I mean, you should see some of the messages I'm getting from people. Who are you to fight Trump? He wants to give out $2,000 to people, and rather than give it to Pakistan and Nepal and Egypt, I'm like, whoa, wait a second. I, I, I didn't realize that it was a binary choice. I, I didn't realize that, okay, we had to spend the money or it was just going to disappear. I, I don't understand you people out there that are not affect, haven't been affected by COVID at all. And how you feel like you deserve $2,000. I, I don't get it. How is that right? How is that okay? Listen, I was just there, okay? I can drive through Manhattan. I can see the carnage, the destruction. 
Even in the free state of Florida, I was in Orlando, and I saw, and I felt, you could, I, you could feel, man, all the people that used to work in this place, what are they doing now? Those people need help. And rightfully so. They've been put out of work. It's no fault of their own. Yet you want your $2,000? I, I saw a funny meme this past week going back to uh, the 1980s comedy cult classic, Better Off Dead, where you had the paper boy going around <laughs> chasing people down. I want my $2. I want my $2,000. You know, you know, I see when people say that, I said, that's, you know, it's great. Well, why don't I get an idea rather than, um, rather than, than yell and scream at me and clamor for your $2,000. Why don't you go to your kids or your grandkids account and just take it out of them? Cause it's the same thing. They're the ones that are going to end up footing the bill. They're the ones that are going to end up paying for this. $2,000, another check. We had Bush checks one. We had Bush checks two. Hey, you know how the funny thing is that they're trying to tie this now to the January 5th runoff in Georgia. You better get this passed or they're not going to win. Hey, listen, if Republicans, so-called Republican, so-called conservatives, because I'm a conservative. I am a libertarian leanings. I'm a conservative guy. I will fight communism and socialism till I am... I'm dead. But all you people that claim to be conservatives that got your, your, your Trump sign in the front and your Trump flag and your Trump bumper stickers, yet you want this $2,000? I'm sorry. Start flying a hammer and sickle. Start hanging out with Bernie Sanders and AOC. It's welfare. It's cash. If you need the money because you are unemployed, extend that. Help those people out. I get it. But you're getting angry because you're, you're not going to get enough money? And here's the other, the other thing that I get from people. Well, you know, look at the PPP program. And look at that money that went out. Tom Brady, Tom Brady's company got four million dollars why can't i could get two thousand <laughs> all right again i'm, I'm going to explain to you the ppp program okay the ppp program was basically unemployment that's it that's what it was it was unemployment businesses would have laid off workers unless they got the PPP money and the unemployment rate would have been around 30% at its worst. But instead they said, here you go, businesses, take this PPP money and keep people on your payroll. That's how businesses had to use it if they wanted that money forgiven. If a business took PPP money and used it to pay their rent and other expenses, it's just a loan. They have to pay it back. Do you get it? That's all it was. <laughs> People, um, again, I, I think you really need to, to get your arms around What's really happening out there? We need to restart businesses. We need investment in, in entrepreneurs. We need to clean up the credit 
of business owners that have been put out of business. You want to get this country back on its feet? We got to get people back to work again. And if you think flying a helicopter over the country and dropping cash is going to do that, you've got another thing coming. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. That's Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. You should believe in math, not magic. You're listening to The Watchdog on Wall Street with Chris Markowski. Welcome back, everybody. It is The Watchdog on Wall Street Show. Listen, okay, I, I know. I'm equally disgusted. I, I, I saw all the pork that was in that stimulus package. I, I, the, the president... He instituted that 1974 act. I forget the name of it. Where basically he puts a hold on all of that money that's going to foreign governments and other pork projects that are in there. Money that's going more money for the defense department. Again, I, I, that, that never ends. The black hole known as the Pentagon. Keep keep pouring money into there. Yeah. Um. He just it just holds it up for 45 days. In 45 days, Joe Biden is going to be president. Um, everyone's going to be talking about, I don't know, the my Super Bowl, maybe. They're going to be around that point in time. And all that money is going to go out the door. You, you, you actually had Republicans going on. I, I saw them on TV. Oh, well, you know, the money going to Pakistan is there for the Ivanka Trump and Jared, uh, you know, outreach program over there. Hey, you know what? Let Ivanka and Jared send their own damn money to Pakistan. Don't take mine. Don't take my kids. Don't take, God willing, my future grandkids. Don't. We don't have the money. Have you, have you, have you taken a look at our deficits? Have you taken a look at our debt? We've basically just said, we've basically gone all in. We've gone full in modern monetary theory. I get this, this is, this is the plan. This supply, again, I, I think that the people in Washington DC are, I, I think they basically gotten together and said, screw it. Let's put the pedal to the metal and see if we can jump the Grand Canyon. Again, you think we're going to be capable of paying this back? How? Well, what are we going to do? I mean, maybe we could sell off California. You got Yosemite in there. Man, I don't know. Well, who's going to buy it? I think about it for a second. Yeah, we're. T- oh no, it doesn't matter. It's okay because we can just print our way out of it. And like I said earlier, there's no inflation out there. Meanwhile, we watch the price of the things that we buy every single day go through the roof. Anyway, moving on. I um, if I, I can't remember, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I can't remember if I, I went on my private equity rant on the podcast or the radio show. I, I, I can't remember exactly, but it, it hit a chord with many people around the country. 
and I got a bunch of emails, and I, I do have to apologize. I haven't been able to get back to him. I've been slammed. End of the year stuff, it's, I'm crazed right now. Um, but I will. I'll get, I'll get to those emails because some great stuff and great points made by many of you out there. I, I've, been, I've been talking about the evil of private equity companies for a long time. I think the first column I wrote was some 15, 16 years ago when I saw what was happening. When I saw these private equity companies, again, made up, made up of people from the watchdog on Wall Street axis of evil. People that worked in Washington. They no longer work in Washington. They go get a job at a private equity firm. Uh, very big wigs out there. And how they go about buying up companies and destroying them and making money in the process. This, hey, I, I talk about, again, my belief in capitalism. It's not capitalism. These guys have found a way through our system of taking over a company. Again, they go to their buddies on Wall Street, borrow the money, put it that debt on the company's balance sheet. The company can't afford to pay off that debt. Yet the private equity company sucks out all the cash and huge dividend payments to them. Oh, the company goes under, shucky darn, people get put out of work. Rinse, repeat. Elon Musk a couple weeks ago, and again, like him, hate him, whatever it may be. Again, Tesla to me, I don't see you know how that company is going to make money. It's been peculiar, and I've talked about it here on the program. But the guy is an innovator, whether you like it or not. He had a statement talking about how there are too many MBAs running American companies. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't have enough innovators out there. Way too many financial engineers. And when you hear the term financial engineers, you know what you think of? You think of snake oil salesmen or alchemists. People telling you that they can turn lead into gold. They can't. They can't. Well, maybe just for themselves. But to everybody else, everybody else just pays the price. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot more on the program. Um, man, we got to get into some COVID stuff when we get back. Watchdog on WallStreet.com, our 24 hour day help hotline, 800 471 5984. Bringing America financial freedom one listener at a time. You're listening to The Watchdog on Wall Street with Chris Markowski. You know, the um, something I've, I've noticed over the years is just how, well, how the Watchdog on Wall Street acts as evil, the media in particular. Um, they, um, they, they grab onto their, they, 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 Utilize certain words. I mean, words that would uh, that often would get you a lot of many points in Scrabble, or you might see on an SAT or something like that back in the day. And they they utilize these words to describe, make themselves sound smart, 
and to get everybody to believe that they're smart and to follow whatever narrative they're pushing. It comes to mind during the um, 1990s. 1990s was that the, the new paradigm, new paradigm, earnings, earnings didn't matter anymore, did they? It's a new paradigm out there. When uh, George W. Bush picked Dick Cheney as his uh, vice president, is it because he's got gravitas? There's so many instances of this, and I've been thinking about words that are being used today in the same fashion. And one of those words is protocol. The word protocol, we hear it all the time. What is the COVID protocol? Well, it's just some rules that somebody decided, some bureaucrat somewhere said, hey, we're going to do this, and no matter what, we're going to follow it. That is the protocol. The actual definition um, the official procedure or system of rules governing affairs of state or diplomatic occasions. You know, popped into my head too. Thinking about protocol, it was the name of a movie back in the 1980s with Goldie Hawn. Yeah, it's like Goldie Hawn was a cocktail waitress, and she saved the life of some Middle Eastern king. And then the State Department wanted to sell her to that country so they could put an American military base there. It was. It was a funny movie. It was, it was, it was good. Not as good as Private Benjamin, but I, I, like I said, I, I'm a Goldie Hawn fan. But it was a good movie. We are told all the time we have to follow the COVID protocol. Yet the protocol changes all the time. And again, doesn't make any sense. Why we, it was 14 days quarantine. Now it's 10 days. For some reason, the Cleveland Browns couldn't have any of their starting wide receivers a week ago. Protocol. None of them had COVID, but they were close to somebody that had COVID. They got tested. Again, does it make any sense whatsoever? No. No. My, my Syracuse Orange basketball team, I don't think they played in a couple weeks because somebody on one of the teams that they played got COVID. Why, you mean to tell me you, you can't check? Oh, it's okay now? It's all clear? No, 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 no. It's not the protocol. Where I live, where I live, um, there is no high school basketball in New York, but there's high school basketball in New Jersey and, and Pennsylvania and Connecticut. Why? I don't know. It's a New York State protocol. We think of protocol, think of bureaucrats sitting in some office somewhere making up their own rules. Got it? Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. We'll be back. Chris Markowski is the watchdog on Wall Street. Taking Wall Street's liars, crooks, and cheats out behind the woodshed, you're listening to the watchdog on Wall Street. Yep. You know what protocol is? Protocol is for stupid people. I said it. It's for people that they've no 
no ability to have any sort of critical thinking. They're, they're again, people that will blindly follow orders. I've never been, been one of those people. Never. Never. I, 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 we talk, actually had a conversation about this over Christmas. A bunch of people that were you know, down at my, my brother's house in Florida. We all went to the same high school together. We're talking about our high school football coach. And the stupid things that he would tell us to do that wouldn't make any sense. Let me give you an example. Here you go. I'm high school. I was about 185, 190 pounds playing middle linebacker, class A school. And I got a a guard or a tackle coming out to block me. That's, I don't know, 250, 260, 270. And the coach is like, you got to go through that guy. And I'm like, no, um, that's just not possible. It doesn't matter how much I can bench or squat. There's just his way. It's not happening. I'm going to go around that guy as best I can, try to maneuver around him so I can get to the ball carrier and tackle. It was stupid things that that don't make any sense. And that's what we're getting all the time. And they change it all the time. But yet, if you defy it, you're saying, oh, you're not following the science. There's no science. This is not science. It's stupid. If your rules actually worked, why is California's COVID numbers so godforsaken awful? How come Florida, the free state of Florida, is doing so well at 100% capacity in their restaurants and everything that they do, and other places that have draconian lockdowns are doing worse? How is that? If you have half a brain, you're going to see that all of it is BS. But if you actually come out and you say, oh, my God, you're not following the science. And again, they'll try to cancel you. This was funny. There was a, um, it's not just here, UK, a British journalist, this uh, talk radio host in the UK, this uh, Julia Brewer. Um, she used the National Health Service's own statistics to point out that 377 healthy people under 60 have died of COVID in the UK. That's it. 377. More people died of car accidents than they did in that age group. We knew this already. We, we, we knew this a long time ago. Yeah, no, 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 no. Our kids... They can't play sports. They can't go to school. They can only go to school part-time. Oh, cases are rising right here where I live on Long Island. We may have to go to, we may have to go to full remote. Right. Sure. Anyway, um, it was a story in the Wall Street Journal I wanted to get to. It's about how uh, there hasn't been a flood of COVID-19 lawsuits. It hasn't happened as of yet. I talked about, you know, the one thing that they didn't put in the stimulus package. One thing that wouldn't cost, not going to cost a dime, is protection. Liability protection for businesses, restaurants, hospitals, churches, synagogues, mosques, you name it. They didn't, they wouldn't cost a dime, but they, they couldn't put that in there. Because again, the Democrats love tort attorneys. They got a ton of money from tort attorneys. But there hasn't been a large swath of lawsuits yet. 
Just you wait. Now, again, these tort attorneys out there, they're not stupid. They're going to only take a case if they can line their pockets. And they know right now, restaurants, these these places have been hit. They're going to go after that. What you're going to see happen, and again, again, I talk to people in the hospital industry. What you're going to see, eh, give it a few months. We get through the winter, vaccinations go out. You're going to start seeing, did one of your loved ones die of COVID in a hospital? Were they put on a ventilator? And they're going to start suing hospitals. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Mark my words. That's what's going to happen. Anyway, um, I mentioned the word protocol. Another word that's used all the time now, and it's been used a lot over the past uh, four years, in particular with Donald Trump, is the word divisive. Donald Trump is so divisive. So divisive. And, and somehow it's a bad thing, right? To be divisive, and, and are they, you're, you're dividing people. You're not bringing them together. Um, I, let me tell you something here. I, I, I've been doing this show for a long time. I've never thought about trying to bring anybody together. The only thing that I've thought about on this program is getting the truth out. And for some reason, truth has become divisive. That's divisive. You can't say that. Why? Well, because you're separating people. I, I, I don't, I very rarely, I don't, I, you know, I'm a big believer that St. Francis, you know, preach the gospel, sometimes use words. Um, Matthew 10, 34. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. You're bringing truth. You're going to divide people. And that's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you're going to have to do that to get people to actually see the light. So I, quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing about this. Oh, Joe Biden is going to bring people together. By what? BSing people? Is, is that what we want? We would rather be lied to? Not me. Not me. I, I, I've been lied to by the, the people in power, the watchdog in Wall Street, Axis of Evil, our entire lives. I want the truth. And that's what you get here. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. We'll be back. You're listening to The Watchdog on Wall Street. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.